Good evening. Welcome to another episode of uh, That Which Does Not Kill Us. I am your host, Sarah Arnold, and tonight I want to talk about a wide variety of relationships. Um, so I've noticed a few things since I have started this podcast that um, I'm really fascinated and enriched by. So what I want to talk about is the caliber of relationships I am building since I've decided to open up my experiences to, well, pretty much the world. Um, the biggest change that I've noticed, and this has been slow coming for a little while, is that um, anymore, most of the conversations that I'm having with people are very deep, emotionally intense, and very authentic communications. And um, what I'm noticing is the ability that other people are starting to have in terms of being open with their own pain and whatever losses they are experiencing in the current moment. And uh, it seems to me that there are quite a few people within my orbit, for lack of better term, that are experiencing some kind of a loss. Um, at least a handful would be through death, and some would be through other circumstances. Um, what I would say about that, uh, just an observation from the conversation and the context of them that I've had, is that at the end of the day, it seems that everybody that is experiencing a loss um, that is final in any kind of a capacity, um, a lot of them are carrying some kind of a guilt or shame pertaining to the loss of that person, uh, be it, you know, a close romantic partner um, saying that if I would have known, then I could have, you know, spent those 45 minutes or that hour beside them rather than, you know, watching TV if it's something that has come up suddenly, um, you know, or I wish I had spent more time with them. I wish I had, you know, I should have, I should have, I should have. And um, a lot of us seem to be carrying around some capacity of that on the inside and not elaborating that out into the world and um, feeling a sense of shame with that. And um, for anybody listening that is experiencing that, I'm going to give you a piece of sage wisdom from my oldest brother, okay? And I'm just going to backtrack a hair in case you haven't been paying attention. This is the one that lost his son to suicide in early 2020. Um, I found this to be a very enlightening piece of wisdom in terms of uh, vulnerability as well, because that was the context of the conversation we were having, was we were discussing a vulnerability, basically on my part, um, this is something that I struggle with, is having a fear of vulnerability and intimacy, because... Um, if I open myself to someone and let them in to see everything that's under the surface, 
um, I have an abandonment wound, you know, and so what I carry with me is a feeling that either I am not good enough, um, or that I will be abandoned. Um, some of my life experiences have gone into reinforcing this, and so, um, I've had my walls up pretty high for a very long time. And so in the context of this conversation about vulnerability, what he said to me was um, enlightening. And here's his words, and I quote, Everybody knows the worst thing that has happened to me. I could shit my pants tomorrow and not give a fuck. You know, because, yeah, and I think that was a uh, very sage piece of wisdom that I needed at the time that it was stated, and it probably was the seed that planted this into my mind in a more firm capacity, and also kind of, I don't know, it, it's a freeing piece of advice. Um, and so, yeah, as I have sat with the multitude of different emotions as of late, um, something about that really, really spoke to me. And I think it's a valuable piece of information for anybody that is, you know what I mean, in the similar situation, you know, and feeling guarded all the time, you know, with everybody consistently putting on a mask or keeping your walls up to keep the world out. Um, that's something I'm all too familiar with for a variety of reasons. So I just thought I would share that with you. Um, but a th something about me, and this kind of goes into the topic of relationships and not specifically romantic relationships. It more so um, falls under the umbrella of all relationships. And I think that part of this stems from that wound that I had previously mentioned. Um, one of the things that I have noticed in reflecting on, you know, my life experiences is that, um, Earlier in my life, um, I used to generate more authentic connections with people. Um, I have a multitude of friendships from my youth that I still maintain where the things that are contained within those friendships are vast and varied, you know, where the context of any conversations can go from the mundane day-to-day -day into, you know, more intense, um, personal and deep conversation. And then, you know, they can swing from that into humor and pretty much anything and everything you can think of, you know, comparing notes on what we've created for, you know, people that are into artistic endeavors or crafting or whatever. But, you know, I'm, the connections that I was uh, forging in my youth were more of an authentic nature than most of the ones that I have uh, experienced in my adult life. And 
what I was pondering on very recently, as in earlier today, is the why behind that. And I realized that um, there is something in the act of starting over, um, both in my location and also in the aftermath of my first marriage that uh, is almost like on a subconscious level. I got in touch with, uh, a, I guess I would say a trauma response for lack of a better term, or like a side of myself that I didn't know existed, which would be um, people-pleasing behavior. And uh, then at the same time, um, in this, basically it's people-pleasing behavior at the end of the day kind of um, culminates a few different things. One of those things would be primarily one-sided relationships. And in culminating these one-sided relationships, what I've noticed that I have a tendency to do is uh, I will be the person that listens for a lot of people. And when I'm the one that listens to people, what I've noticed is I don't speak. And so by doing this, what I've allowed myself to do is to have seemingly open connections while at the same time, I've just been maintaining a safe distance where at the end of the day, I'm not expressing any true vulnerability. The person that I'm keeping in my company is, whereas I'm not, and it allows me to keep them at arm's length. So they have a need for me but I don't have a need for them. And in that, a few things can come of that. Number one, because they need me, um, they may, they basically will make the effort to um, reach out when I am needed. But then at the same time, should I choose to cease um, engaging in that, it's that much easier for me to shut it off and let it go because I don't have any real investment. Um, it's a really complex dichotomy, and I'm realizing how unhealthy this behavior is. But again, I think what this stems from is that uh, core abandonment wound, basically. And so this is something that I am uh, realizing about myself. And in the process, what I've managed to do is uh, let go of any and all of these one-sided relationships that I've had, that I've accumulated um, in the duration of my adult life. Now, what I will say in that, I have been so fortunate as to generate a few, not very many, uh, but I would say a few... Um, reciprocal relationships in my adult life and the ones that I have I've noticed um, harken back to the same relationships that I carry from my youth. Um, one of them is uh, actually somebody that I used to work with and she reached out to me today to express that um, how touched she was by listening to 
this podcast and how, um, you know, at the end of the day, it really touches on a lot of different things that every one of us is experiencing at some point or another. And that's, you know, in our darkest moments, we all feel like we're alone. And even though we are, I guarantee you, when you're feeling like that, there is another person out there that is feeling the same way that you are feeling. They may not be feeling it right now. It might be 10 minutes from, you know, but like we are all carrying some kind of a burden. If not all, most of us are carrying some kind of a burden that we are not talking about. And the thing about that is, and this is something I learned, um, one of the harder times in my life, um, I was experiencing a lot of stress at this time. Um, some of it professional and some of it personal. And this is about five years ago, something like that. Um, it, things were very, very heavy, um, at this point. Um, and I just got so out of control. Like this is the time that I first got on any kind of medication in my adult life. And that's because the same person who is basically my person, um, she ended up telling me at that time that um, there was something wrong with me, uh, basically. And, you know, that um, I'm, I wasn't being myself and she was concerned about my well-being um, very heavily because she could tell without without me saying anything you know, while I was in the process of internalizing and hiding and struggling, like she could tell by the way I was carrying myself and the way I was interacting, how I was stressing, um, all of these things in a working environment. And she was the one that told me that there was something wrong with me and I needed to do something about it. Now, this was a two year, well, no, about a year and a half after she had experienced some uh, pretty major losses in her own life. And I'm going to be real and say, if we had not had that conversation, I never would have thought to get on any kind of medication whatsoever. And at the same time, if we didn't have that conversation, I don't know what the outcome would have been because I was in such a horrible state and I didn't open up to anybody, you know, and I've noticed the more I carried that by myself, the heavier it became. And at the same time, when I reflect on this, I can't help but think how wonderful it is to have this bitch in my life that is willing to, like, she's willing to have that uncomfortable conversation and basically let me know, hey, you're fucked up. You need to do something about it, you know, and it probably wasn't exactly like that, but I'm pretty sure it was pretty close to that where she just straight up told me, look, you have a fucking problem. Fix it. You know, because she cared, you know, the, the person that I was essentially spending the rest of my life with didn't even fucking notice, or if they did, they didn't say anything or pay it any mind. And this has been going on for like a multitude of months. So that's another thing that speaks volumes to me about this circumstance is that, um, who cared? You know what I mean? Like who really cared enough to fucking take action and grow a pair? And that sits with me. 
for that reason alone, like I will be loyal in any facet of my being to her for the rest of my life. You know, it is a good possibility that she saved me from having that fucking dialogue. Um, so another thing to gain from this is if you have somebody that you care about, don't be afraid to have those difficult conversations. You know, it might be uncomfortable, but at the end of the day, like, if something were to happen, you won't be carrying the regret of what if, which a lot of times we do carry those things when things happen, even if it's not related to mental health. So it's just a food for thought. Take it with you. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that a little bit. Another thing that I've noticed that is very important that I'm going to touch on just a hair in this, because it's kind of cir circular in my opinion, is the importance of having support systems outside of your romantic partnerships. And I'm touching on this because one of the things that happened to me during the duration of uh, my marriage, the last one, is that um, I was slowly isolated from the connections that I had, both circumstantially through my working environment and also um, through the behaviors of my spouse. You know, um, when we got together, I had friends that I would hang out with, like people that like, not just like generic bullshit friends. I mean, like, like legitimate friends that I would spend time with outside of a working environment. Granted, they were individuals that I met at work, but we would also, you know, do things outside of employment as well, you know, spend quality time, not just company time together. And, uh, I don't know why I didn't fight harder on this. Maybe I just gave up. Um, it got to a point where anytime I would leave the house, you know, to go do, well, anything that wasn't, you know, some kind of an errand or a chore, um, I would basically be guilted, like, consistently, every time. You know, anytime I'm doing something that's not spending time with them, you know, it, I would basically be uh, either guilted, distracted, whatever the case may be. And so it's like this slow isolation occurred. And now, granted, I don't think it was abusive on a conscious level. However, it was a very isolating behavior and at the same time, the other thing that I had observed about this behavior is that the only relationship I was allowed to maintain outside of a working environment was with somebody that I had met mutually through them. Let that sink in a minute. The only relationship I was allowed to maintain without a sense of guilt was with somebody that I had met through my spouse. And then... In hindsight, something else that's kind of a concerningly peculiar behavior about that is the amount of questioning I would get about what we did, what we talked about, and things to that effect. I didn't really think anything of it in those moments, but the further removed I am from my former spouse, 
the more I am seeing these controlling and manipulative behaviors for what they really are. And uh, in that, again, I became very, very isolated. Um, if it wasn't for a change of um, area of responsibility, I never would have met my person. But I got a promotion. And so I moved areas. And then I met my favorite person in the world that is not in my family. And I regret nothing from that. Like, I love her to death. And probably through death, I will still love her tremendously because of the type of relationship that we have. Um, it is literally the most authentic relationship I have with a, another human being that is not related to me. I think the second most authentic would probably be with my oldest brother. And um, what I enjoy about both of these relationships is the ability to have honest conversation. Um, the variety of topics that it can go into, the depth of it, the authenticity, the vulnerability, the lack of judgment. Um, the difference is when I seek advice or when I want wisdom, I communicate with my oldest brother. When I want somebody to listen and to just be there with me through it, I go to my person. And, you know, those are two very valuable pieces of my support system. Um, and I appreciate them dearly for that. Um, they're very unique and amazing connections to have, and I would do anything for them. So... Yeah, like those are the healthy relationships that I have that have kept me sane and functioning through all of the chaos that I've been experiencing over the last few years. Um, it's a very important thing to have and able to maintain healthy relationships. And by that, what I mean is like healthy romantic partnerships, because another thing that I'm observing is uh, obviously through uh, what not to do, I guess, is um, the further I go, the more I see what I want in comparison to what I don't want. And I see what I don't want in another person based on what I've already experienced. Um, and so what I'm seeing is the value of being able to have dialogue, you know, uncomfortable dialogue without defensiveness and healthy communication. It's, I don't even know how to uh, express the wonderment of that. And I'm also, you know, in wonderment about being able to provide that for other people because I've noticed that uh, that's where things are going anymore with Almost any and every conversation I have with another human being now is um, they're reciprocal and they're deep and they're funny and it's just the whole package is what I am seeking now 
in any and all of the relationships I carry. And I urge you to do the same. I urge anybody that is listening to be honest, you know, to be okay being vulnerable, be okay being rejected because, you know, maybe, maybe you're not this person's cup of tea. That just means that you, you haven't found, you know, that person who you are their beverage of choice, but then you never know. You could be their cup of tea even more because of what you have on the inside compared to whatever facade you're putting on. And the only way to know that is to try. So, yeah. Building relationships. The importance of building healthy relationships. So, yeah. That's pretty much what I have to ramble on for this evening. So, I hope everybody is going to have a good night and uh, be well. <laughs>